0: Hey listeners, I'm Eric Taylor, and this is The Hair Game. After I did last week's intro, I couldn't speak for like three days, so I'm happy to have my voice back. New Salon Republic openings in Southern California, Torrance in the South Bay, Thousand Oaks in Ventura County, Valencia, Burbank, and Escondido, which is in North County, San Diego, all opening this month through November. Go to SalonRepublic.com. For more information, or hit the link in my Instagram bio, Love, Eric Taylor. All right, let's do this week's Podloot giveaway. Here are all the names in my bag. It is a free pass to Ryan Cullen's full class on thehairjam.com. 149 bucks is how much it normally costs. It includes seven videos and about two hours of education on everything. All right, here we go. And the winner is jamie yang jamie yang dm me at lover taylor and send me your email at the end of the show i'll tell you what we'll give away next week now to ryan cullen ryan cullen yes love talking to you right now because Mm. two years ago it was about it was a little bit more than two years ago because lookbook was earlier in the year 2017 first time i met you yeah and um i interviewed you and I had a uh, little hmm. $6 microphone, yeah. right, from Best it. Buy. I had it taped <laughs> to a comb, yes. which is a bright blue comb from my uh, bathroom at home. <laughs> and uh, you were probably drunk. I think I was probably drunk. Because I was.
1: I was drunk. I wasn't <laughs> you probably were probably drunk. drunk. Okay, we've confirmed. This is it. a redemption interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only
0: reason you're doing it is because this is, you want to redeem yeah, totally. your oh, oh, reputation. Oh, I want to grasp
1: like, everything humane that I have left in me. I mean, so
0: I think we took clips from our interview and made it into um, a video on YouTube. Mm. I don't think that
1: the audio made it to the podcast. Good. Because... because I, I don't know if that's the truth. I didn't look it up anyway. It is absolutely the truth. It is absolutely <laughs> the truth. I re- I didn't even, once I heard the interview had, it was taken, it had maybe heard, I was like, don't even care, I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> Just out of embarrassment for myself. So now we can do a proper interview. <coughs> We're going to do an absolutely amazing one right now. Yeah.
0: So let's um, <laughs> let us start with where you're from. I mean, you flew over the pond from Ireland.
1: Yes, OK. So I'm from originally from a little town called Market Hill. It's a village. Actually, it's not even a town, it's a village. Um, I work in Newry, in a city in Northern Ireland called Newry. How do you spell that? So New, Y So Newry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been working there for the last 15 years. I started off as a hairdresser. In fact, if you want, if you want to really go before that, I went to college. Okay. I went to university and I studied teaching. I was studying to be an English teacher. And it wasn't for me at all. You know, it, it wasn't for me. I realized that very quickly into doing it, that it wasn't really what I wanted to be or wanted to do with my life. I used to go get my hair cut in these, like, really class salons in Liverpool. I went, I studied in Liverpool, in England. I used to go to all these different class salons, get my hair cut there and was just so inspired by the creativity and the vibe within those shops and I just knew from within me that that's what I should be doing, that's what I wanted, that, what I wanted to do from, from inside, it's just that I didn't really have, um, I didn't know how to go about it really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously talking to teachers, talking to obviously parents and stuff, you know when you go to university it's, it's more, you're, you're more steady. That's you, you've made it in life. You're gonna have a great job, you're gonna have a steady financial background, you're gonna have all this and that, yeah. But I went to college and it wasn't all that. I found that out. And I wanted to come home so bad to do hairdressing. Um, and just did, and just did. I just left. And I went back home and I got into, into hairdressing. Now I knew, I knew deep down from the very start that I really loved me and her. And I knew that from high school. I knew by looking at all the lads in my, in my year, all the different haircuts and stuff, and they, when someone got a bad one, I kind of, for some reason knew, oh, I knew what would have looked better on that person. kept it to myself, obviously. Just, you have an. I think this job is just something you kind of have within you. It's an artistic flower that comes from within, and it's up to you to really exploit it, and to let it, let it out. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't let it out in high school, uh-huh. I went to college, came back and get into hairdressing. So, hold
0: on, so yeah. were you doing buddies and all that? I
1: was doing my brother's, like I cut my brother's hair and I used to cut my own hair. Like I wouldn't even go, I wouldn't, I got to a point in high school where I wouldn't go to another hairdresser because they didn't really do what I wanted them to do. So I just took it into my own hands and cut my own hair. And I've clogged up many a bathroom sink. And my mum will vouch for this interview. She will say, yep, that's the gospel truth. And used to um, just cut my own hair and in chunks. I used to cut out. But it was how I liked it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, came home from uni, got into hairdressing. Knew kind of deep down that it was men's hair I really liked doing, but I didn't know how to get into men's hairdressing. I knew how to get into barbering. It was simple. You just go to a barber shop yeah. and you ask, you can, can you employ me? But the barber shops in my home area at that time were military, it was traditional. It wasn't what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a fashion conscious hairdresser. Mm. And, and you knew him. the
0: difference, which was kind of advanced, massively, right? Massively,
1: because when I went to England, I have a lot, I have a, so the move to college was almost like oh, like a waste of time, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't really, because it opened my eyes. I, I, got, I went to England, which was a more forward-thinking country. Mm-hmm. I got to see a lot more fashion sense, yeah. more open-mindedness, mm-hmm. and I got to see people rocking out haircuts that you would never see back home, mm-hmm. and I just thought, you know what, I want to get into that. That's a bit of me, though. That's a, you know, it's what I want to do. Yeah. Came home, got into hairdressing um, because that's what I thought. I thought you get in, you, to be a man's hairdresser, you must get into the hairdressing. So when I got back, when I went to hairdressing, I realized that in hairdressing school all they, or college, all they taught you was how to blow dry, how to cut long hair, basically just how to do women's hair. Yeah. And not, one, not once were you shown her to use a clipper, sh- like scissor short hair. But that was okay for me because I was still doing something that was remotely close to what I really wanted to do with my life. I so, was so, thrilled to get into and Worked in a Herblesson salon for nine years, and I would say after two years, at the start, they could see all my, st- all my staff kind of, not my staff, all my kind of colleague, all my colleagues, they could see that it was really, really intriguing to her, mm-hmm. and they could see a natural flair for it. Because mm-hmm. I was building up a clientele of men that was pretty rapid, yeah. pretty, you know, a large amount of men starting to call into me pretty quickly, I mean, I was booked out for a week, booked out for two weeks, and booked out for three weeks within, I would say, within eight months. And that's pretty rapid. Wow. But that was because I was pushing something I loved doing. And when people see you loving something, they want to be around that. And they want to they go to the person who is enjoying what they do. Yeah. So getting to mentor through that kind of, through that transition. Mm-hmm. Doom her, realize, you know what, I can do this. I'm okay at it but I could be great at mentor, her. And I just wanted to be great. I didn't want to be okay at something. I wanted to be great at something. So I made the transition to mentor her nine years later. And I made that transition, Eric, through the confidence of my clients, actually. It's so my clients that kept whispering in my ear when they were sitting in that chair. When are you going to move, know, When are you going you know, to open your own shop? And I was like, I was just happy cutting her. And you know what? Through the confidence of them and through... Um, yeah, through speaking to my lot, I just said, you know what, let's just do it, let's, let's live the dream, so to speak, let's get your name above your own, yeah. your own window, and I did it, and that's, I've had my own salon now for five years, and I'm so grateful to say that since day, w- since day one, it's been booked out. That's amazing. And yeah. And Just long may continue, but it will continue, because I love what I do, and that, the, the passion's maybe more now than it was at the very start when I was 19 years old. Yeah. But I've, I've 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 events like this to thank for that, and friends like yourself, Eric, and friends like um, all the American people over here and people from the UK and Europe that just live that kind of um, passion with you. Yeah, and it's good to be around those people. Absolutely. And you know what? Let's we just let's just keep the boat down. And Ireland we say let's just keep the boat down. Gary, hear that one over here.
0: Um. Well, I. <laughs> I think over here keep we the have the to the metal. To the metal. Yeah. Yeah. We say keep the boot down. <laughs> right. I think right. I understood what you meant. Yeah. Um, so you're all over the world, right? Yeah. How is hair different, let's, let's say, from the US to, to the, uh, Europe?
1: OK, so what I found from doing different interviews on different events in the US, the big thing that I can see the US really taking off in, and that really, really trying to grasp is the scissor work. Is that how to section off her how to cut her in the top, how to put in structure, how to build up shape, and you know what? Um, from from my days as y- from my days as a youngster, look even watching movies and music videos and stuff like that, I noticed that in America the big thing here is the fade work, like the clean fades, the precision um, lineups, your you know your 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 attention to detail to design work, it's phenomenal, but. Since coming over to U- the US now in recent years, I've realized that a lot of American people are actually admitting to me like that, we don't really know how to use scissors properly. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So I think that's what they're really grasping at the minute. Yeah. And, you and you're talking what? about barbering specifically? I'm talking about barbering specifically, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Because there are some um, hairdressers over here that are fantastic at cutting hair, like right. long hair and stuff. Yeah. But it's obviously just, it's, it goes back again to what you're taught and what you're, not what you're educated in. I mean, I'm grateful that I went through hairdressing. And I would not have went through that. i would be really honest here. I wouldn't have went through her dress, if I thought I could have got into men's hairstyling quicker than what I already have, than what than what it took me. But I'm so grateful I did mm-hmm. because I learned things along that way sure. that are standing by me right now.
0: Right. Absolutely. You know. So, in in your town, where your shop is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what do you charge for a cut?
1: So I charge 20 pounds sterling. Okay. With a beard trim, it's an extra three pounds. Yeah. Um, this would sort of work out around 20, 30 bucks, I'd imagine. Okay. 27 bucks.
0: Is that uh, above or below? <coughs> or that's average above average. It's above average
1: in my city. You're above average yeah. in your city.
0: Okay. So your clients are those who care a great deal about their hair. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. But would you say that most men don't care as much about their hair as women? Um... And, and I'm not even talking about your clients because 10 years you're ago, kind of in a bubble yeah. of guys like me oh,
1: I could, who I, care I, I, about their hair. There's clients I can think of in my head right now that are the most fussy clients I've ever had. Right. And I dealt with women. Nice. Right. I dealt with female clients, and these guys are worse. <laughs> but, but that's okay. But the, but the average fine. guy. The average guy is just looking shorter. They're just looking shorter. Right. It's want to cut, don't they? Just, so are just how like a maintenance, a maintenance trim.
0: How do we as an industry get guys in general, not mm. your clients, not me, but guys in general to care more about how their hair looks?
1: I think it comes from the status. and I think it comes from our passion and our energy. I think if we're, if we're so passionate about something and we can get that through to you like in some for, sort of way without forcing you verbally to do it, I mean, I think they'll pick up on that. And I think if we keep doing what we're doing, keep pushing boundaries, keep trying our best to move forward with fashion, with trends, they're gonna see it. They're gonna see it because we're all on social media now. Mm-hmm. Like this world is run so much by social media right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on it. Everyone's constantly on their phone looking up stuff. Yeah. Instagram is the big one. Like so, if they see you constantly putting up new trends, new, new kind of um, forward-thinking um, concepts, they're gonna want a bit of that. So your kind of your energy and your passions kind of infiltrating into them, right? Into doing it themselves.
0: Have you had any clients who came to you? A little reluctantly because they didn't think that they cared that much about their hair to pay the higher price yeah and then you gave them a cut or two or three and all of a sudden they're into it
1: yeah yeah there's That's actually the there's magic, actually there's it? actually quite a lot yeah i can think of a lot of people like that yeah virtually 50 <laughs> percent of my clients yeah they came just because they heard the hype yeah um they came in and they were actually saying on their first trim i feel like Shouldn't be here, and because I, don't really get, I get a really boring haircut. And I'm like, yeah, well, there's no such thing as really a boring haircut because I'm going to spend as much time on this haircut as I am on something that's skin faded with detail, with all the, the colour, maybe, you know. But what happens is it naturally progresses where they get more into it because they see, they just they feel your energy and they feel, they know you're capable of more and they want a bit of that. Yeah. People naturally want a bit of that. There's no harm in in saying that you really like a good haircut, and men are more and more and more grasping that idea.
0: Thankfully.
1: Thankfully, yeah. yeah. Would you agree with that, Eric? Would you say that? Would you? I I think today men are are more are more image conscious than they've ever been. I think so.
0: I think think so. But not 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 even not
1: in a vegan way, not even in a in a way that you're, you know, like, in an arrogant way. I just think in in a looking after yourself kind of way. And especially if they've got a barber or a hairstylist that is capable right. of the work that they're capable of right i don't why shouldn't they have a piece of that of course why, I mean, why, should why they want shouldn't that?
0: you look better because yeah. a, a better hairdresser a better barber uh, was more thoughtful about the shape yeah. that he put on your head totally right? yeah why isn't that good so i, no, I think really. that's absolutely happening and i just want it to happen more because yeah. i think that still such a large percentage of guys don't get the benefit of recognizing how much better they could look, yeah, um, and and feel because uh, they could uh, be, uh, by getting a better shaped haircut. Yeah. Totally. So you
1: know, I agree with. you. All
0: right. So, what kind of salon do you have? You've got three stations. <coughs> so are, are these commission? Yeah. Are these employees?
1: These guys are commission. Are, are they? These guys Yeah, these guys are commission. These guys work on these guys. Um, I don't believe in putting anybody on a set wage, I believe on you deserve what you get. You deserve the more you do, the more you get, uh, which in my mind makes them work harder. Because I know that if I was put on that when I was heard this, hmm, I was going to say I would have worked harder, but that's a lie because I, I just worked my ass off anyway. But I think it's more incentive to work hard. Sure. And I think really, I think people deserve everything they get. I think if you're, if you're talented and you work hard and you create this name for yourself deserve to reap the rewards and, and I, I, I'm doing I'm already looking after me I don't really care I want I want everyone to look after themselves and I want to give them the opportunity to do that yeah. and that's what I've, I've done I've, um, I said earlier in an interview earlier that I, I, I'm, I've had staff come and go in my shop yeah. and you know what everyone that's left my shop were great friends and you know they just went on to pursue other things in other countries in the world and I can safely say that they've come into my shop as on um, cert- a, cer- a certain standard and they've definitely, definitely left a lot better
0: yeah.
1: as technical kind of hairdressers and also as people and, and hairdressers in general. And I'm very proud of that myself and that I was able to help them in their journey. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, if you don't enjoy seeing someone else do good in life, you're not going to do good ultimately mm-hmm. because that's just the way it is. I mean, if you're out there for yourself and yourself alone, it's it's going to be so obvious. I mean, yeah. you know what's going to happen. Right. You'll fall flat on your face. Yeah. You'll fall flat on your face and with nobody to pick you up. Right. How do,
0: In California, for yeah. example, we have a, a lot of rental rental stations, right? Yes. And of course, there's still commission. And then the, you've got the option of a studio, which is, of course, what I'm involved with. And then you've got the option to get your own storefront, which is what you do. Yeah. Well, uh, under what circumstances are most hairdressers working in the UK? Is it is it uh, mm, commission?
1: I'd imagine commission, yeah. From my knowledge of it. Do you know what, Eric? I'm the worst man to talk to you about business because I just do my job. Huh? But I think, from what I know, it's commission. Most of it's commission, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm gonna Make ask sure. you another. I'm gonna ask you another business question just I'm because great. you tempted me. <laughs> how, how do you know if you're charging the right prices?
1: Are you charging the right prices? Um, probably not. Okay, and that might sound very arrogant, but I'm... Well, it depends how
0: booked out you are, I right?
1: believe that I believe that the quality of my work and the quality of what you're getting is probably worth more than I'm charging. I'm charging in context of where I'm living and what the, the going rate is in my city. I don't want to come across my clients as an arrogant person. I don't want to come across my clients as a greedy person. Um, I probably do struggle with that kind of... Um, perception on me Uh, you know I'm a real yes man I'm a real pleaser and um, it's hard for me to look like a grab all if that makes sense does that make sense I don't want to I don't wanna. sometimes it's hard for me to to ask for more than what I think people are going to frown upon yeah but really but 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 from talking to different friends like Sophie yeah you know Sophie Park and Andrew um, Kozak they have helped me as people to to really just believe in what you're doing and believe in your own product and believe in your own uh, quality, yeah, and they're are big factors in me uh, putting prices up. As were my family and Carrie, right. my fiance. So Good. it's um, it took it takes people to sort of say to me, "Come on now, you know, right. wise up." Right. So I'm probably cheap for what, for the quality I am, but, but that's Harry, not in an yes. Oregon way. Probably four or five weeks waiting list. Yeah.
0: So what does Andrew and say about that?
1: He says you're too cheap. Yep. All the time. Andrew, I, I'm Andrew's like, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that, mate.
0: Andrew's the ninja. He is. Uh, he's of, uh, cutthroat, mate. Yeah, behind Excuse the pun. business. Excuse He's cutthroat, yeah. Yeah.
1: So. He really is. I mean, our interview earlier on, yeah. he was like telling the girl, I remember the girl that asked the question, how do you know, you know, if you're too busy, how do you find the balance? He was like, put your prices up. Yep, <laughs> I immediately. Was, like, just, I, he immediately said, put your prices up. Yeah. And do you know what, part of me is like, he's so right. Yeah. But then I'm like, kind of struggling to do that. You're, but I did find, I did find this, Eric, and this is a, a mad thing to admit. When I put my prices up, I put them up initially to try and cut down some of the clients yes. that I was doing because I was working too much. I was working from 8 in the morning to 10 o'clock at night and I was doing too much work. So I put my prices up to try and knock, try, ugh, this is, this sounds awful, but to try and kind of cut you, down my clientele well, so people you, wouldn't come to me You want to make as much.
0: room for the people who value your service the most. Yes. And Also, because I want to get a bit of a life
1: for myself and outside sure. of work have a bit of, t- downtime and a bit of time for me to go and watch box sets, okay. go to the gym and do th- fun things outside of work. Yeah. I love my work but I think too much of anything is still too much. Of course. You know it's, there's a balance you have to find so I did that for those reasons and then what I found was happening was when I put my prices up more people were calling the salon to get booked in because they want to know who's this guy now who's 20 quid, who's, who's 23 quid, who's this guy I want to go to him he must be amazing. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, that backfired. <laughs> but that, I'm, st- I'm still doing that like, the same amount of work. Yeah. The only thing is, now I'm obviously making a little bit, bit more money for more it. Money. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. It's not
0: airing, but, uh, Raising your prices is not an airing. No, it's thing. just
1: valuing yourself. It's actually just, a, it's, you know, I'm sure you've heard this a lot today from different stylists. Yeah, yeah. It's been valuing yourself worth. I've, I've a different
0: way of looking at it. Yeah. I agree with you totally. Yeah. But I'm cutting you off because we've talked about that already valuing yeah. yourself. It's also valuing your clients who totally. you value you more. So yeah. if I'm a client who's willing to pay you $100 for a haircut, yep, I, I'm that kind of client, right? Yep. But it takes me a month and a half to get in. Yep. I I want you to raise your prices so I can get in so in one more, week. So I'm more accessible. Or two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's almost it's almost a duty from a customer service standpoint. Yeah. For your most and valuable so I product. think
1: and it's so up to me as a stylist, and up to other people as a stylist to forget what the people that the other people who aren't on board with that. Don't pay heed to what they're saying about you. Because yeah. they maybe are talking and saying, Oh, he's got a big head about himself. So what? It's easier said than done. I know. If you're a person that does care what people think of you, now I don't necessarily care that much, but I do I still do care because yeah. it's just the way I am. You I can't really have it. Yes. Well I can't help it, it's just the way I am. I, I don't want people thinking I'm something I'm not. But but at but the same at the time, expense too, of your
0: own health yes, well-being, exactly. well, time. Is,
1: these are the factors, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to balance. Very it's tough, easy for me really? to sit here and say this, right? I
1: understand this, yeah. but yet I'm not really doing it. Right. So, who's <laughs> the douche here, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I know what you're saying, I know what you're saying.
0: So next so week, yeah. I want to hear that you raise. So I'm going
1: price. up to £60 a haircut, yeah. There you,
0: go. you know, I bet. You said you're 30. let <laughs> that
1: goes down. You said you're 30? <laughs> I'm 20, I'm 20. Minutes. 20? I'm going to go three times, I'm going to go 300%, yeah. I'm going to DM you like two
0: months from now and be like, okay. where are your prices? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see 45 they'll do it i'm telling you they'll do it
1: all right i might need to move to belfast or dublin or something though. i
0: wish that i had enough money to say ryan if you lose clients yeah. i will write you a check for those clients that you, you lost so you can what? see that you're not going to lose as many or I if know, you did you'll build back once a few more i know yet yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Um, i know and i'm sure there's a lot of people with that confidence in me you know but it's yeah. just but <laughs> find the balance so let's
0: talk about um, educating internationally. I know you're all over the place. You're flying places, Dubai
1: and shit. Mm. You're like... i been so many places. I mean, I've been, obviously, across the Atlantic, I've been to America a few times. Like, I've done East Coast, I've done West Coast. I've done Dubai, I've done oh, all over Europe. I've it's done amazing. Amsterdam, Portugal, Spain, oh. Are you working with a brand, or are you just... I'm working, I, I initially work, started working with a brand called the Great British Barber Bash. Uh, because education was new to me, it was like something that I didn't know too much about. It was a brilliant way for me to see how it works. So I went as uh, an, an educator for this brand. And it's a brilliant brand. It was really, really good. They looked after me really well. I went to different countries, met a lot of different people. From, from, from doing that, I, I gathered what needs to be done, how you do it, and I went back to my drawing board. And then I realized, you know what? I'm big enough on my own. I've created a big enough brand on my own to go and do this on my own. And with my brother, uh, who's also my manager, we just go and travel all over Europe. We, we, does sent, we, does he we live put in the city of town, Your yes. So looks actually, believe it or not, my next door neighbor. Wow, yeah, we're that's like cool. right next door, it is really cool. Yeah, so me and looks very close. We're more like actually best friends. That's or not, yeah. Is he older really? or younger? He's younger, and how, how much younger? He's five years younger, actually.
0: Oh, that's a significant
1: yeah. amount. And you know what? If he sat here beside me. You wouldn't tell <laughs> which i'm actually i'm taking a lot of credit for is it because he looks too old <laughs> or you look too young i'm going with me looking young <laughs> no but um so we've traveled all over europe eric and it's been absolutely fantastic we, yeah. we, the brand, we're taking the brand all over the show uh and, and this is your brand this is Ryan on yeah. education by Ryan on love yeah. it yeah it's great it, um, were you
0: nervous about that because i assume a lot of people listening are like, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time and I've got I've got a decent following on social media. Yeah. I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a community who likes me, follows me, appreciates me. I wonder if you know they would come together if I went from let's say LA to Miami. Yeah.
1: How Absolutely. do you make that? How do you well, try to do that? How we do it is we just we, we put the feelers out, okay? So on Instagram obviously guys, education ramp up the education kind of feelers, okay? So put a post here and there. Um, DM me, email her uh, if you're interested in getting me to your local town. Um, and once you start getting the DMs coming in, you start to gather that okay there's DMs here coming from Atlanta, we've got at least 10 people from Atlanta interested. You've got a cluster there, yeah. So if they're willing to have you over, gather them up, get a salon, gather them up, yeah. Makes sense, you know. Okay, you've got also you got feeders here from New York, okay. You've got at least 10. Mm-hmm. Gather them up and tell them you're gonna come to a salon. Do everything in one go, fly all over the place. And this is what happens, this, this is how it works. And Luke, my manager, God love him, like he's great, he works, he's already got his own job, he does this on the side. Now hold on, he, this is your brother? Yes. Yeah. So Luke's the one that gathers all this up for me. Cause I'm too busy in the salon to yeah. do this. I'm busy cutting her and Unless you raise your prices good. a little bit. Well this is it, this is it. So I'm too busy cutting her in the, in the salon but uh, Luke looks after for me so Luke's the guy behind all my education inquiries and we just me and him have a great time Like, I go often on my own but he comes on, on trips as well um, Carrie you've came on trips as well with me uh, when she heard about this one in LA she was definitely coming yeah I'm she's coming like, right she's yeah. like I'm not missing that one love it so <clears throat> and do you know what Look, we're just going to keep going the, the interest is there mm-hmm. like I am fully aware that I'm not going to be on this wave for the rest of my career. Okay, I'm fully aware of that. But right now I'm in the middle of it. And I'm surfing that bad boy out, yeah. Love it. And I'm just really enjoying it. And I'm taking what I can get, because I'm trying to build my brand, and I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. And it's great to go to different countries, see different cultures, meet different people. Yeah. Like Jeepers, oh, the world is so small nowadays, and why not just exploit? the love of what I do, and get around and see people, you know.
0: What's the minimum number of people you need in the seats?
1: I would say 10 okay. is a minimum for And what do you class. charge? So we charge like 200 pounds sterling for, okay. a day's, for a day's workshop. Okay. And what you get is you're going to get me doing demonstration on models. You're going to get me giving a talk about the bees all and end all that I believe will make you a better barber. So it's not only about the technical aspect of cutting hairs, but everything that's so much, not so much more important, but equally as important, which is your professionalism, your social skills, your, your ability to form a relationship with someone. Um, so this is like all in the morning time, then we have a, like a, a break and then it's their time to shine. And I'm going to watch over their shoulders, correct them where they're going wrong, help them out if they need help in certain areas or just sit back and admire them and give them a pat on the back and say, just keep going, rock and roll. Yeah. It's great what you're doing, you know. So yeah, so 10 is like the minimum, just to answer your question. Okay. But it's good, yeah. it's good. We're, we're we're rocking on, yeah, it's great. So
0: how many uh, how many trips are you taking
1: per year now? I have no idea. I mean, we. I'm, Your I'm, brother knows. I'm, ask Luke. I'm, <laughs> I'm never not in an airport, am I? I live in the air. I know we're going in, in a couple of weeks again. We've got like China and stuff That's coming amazing. up. That's amazing. But we, I'm away like much to Carrie's like this this array. But I'm, I'm I live in the airports every weekend, most weekends. Every other weekend I'm educating, and then every week in betwi- weekend in between that, I'm going and seeing clients that I have from different countries.
0: Mm. Okay, so you have after. an international clientele. Yeah. And what do you charge them?
1: So I don't really charge, I, I don't put a price on them, I just let them kind of pay what they feel it is, because they're quite uh, high caliber clients. And do you know what, I just, I'm just grateful <laughs> to look after them, because they have get my name out. Because they've got big status. Got it. If you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that it, it's not that it's a business move. It's just that it's um, it's brilliant for me for marketing and brilliant for me for able to um, look after people of such high caliber. Yeah. When I was a young boy, when I was a teenager, and I was looking at movie actors and looking at sports stars, you know, you dream of cutting their hair because they're on TV all the time. Yeah. And when you're living that, it's weird because you don't put a price on it. You just say whatever you think, lads, and this is what it is. As long as they're, if they're covering your costs to get you there, I mean, it's a privilege, isn't it? Mm-hmm. to Do people like that? Of course. And if, you, uh, if they, um, look, they respect you back. They respect you back because obviously, if they're top of what they're doing, we're top of what we're doing to go look after them. Yeah. You're not there for no reason. Mm-hmm. Of course.
0: If you had to give up your, uh, your, your clients, yeah. In Ireland, or your international travel, which one would it be?
1: My, I would say my international travel. I I think I would give up international travel and just go for holidays. But my clientele are loyal to me, so I'm loyal back to them. I believe that there's things in life that you shouldn't um, overlook. And I think there's, there's there's a backbone to character and there's a backbone to being a good person that you shouldn't forget. And I think that if the people are going to be there for you, why not be there back for them? As much as I love educating, I love working in my shop. And I'm probably old school in that thinking. But don't confuse that with my ambition and with my wanting to be bigger. I do want to be bigger. I just, look, look, I just love looking after people in my shop. Yeah, It's great. I go to work with a smile on my face in the mornings. It's great.
0: What is the number one technical issues that you try to correct when you're doing an education, when you're doing a class?
1: Okay, efficiency is probably the biggest one. My people class, are too slow. My classes are built around efficiency. Uh, Although in my classes it might take me an hour and 20 minutes to do a haircut, that's because I'm breaking it down. But we work off half hour slots in our shop and I believe that if you learn a process that's efficient enough and if you get good enough at it, you can bang out haircuts that look like they took an hour in half an hour. If you follow a process, a simple process, and I have great techniques to show people um, in building up their speed, building up their efficiency, and and you know what? Building up their revenue, making helping them make more money in their life, and, and being busier and getting more people into their shops. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I wouldn't be educating if I really truly didn't believe it was helping people. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not in it for the fame, I'm not in it for the look at me aspect of the whole thing. Um, me and Andrew touched on it earlier on, are probably two of the most like off-camera, big Instagrammers that there is. Yeah. Because I don't really want to be on the camera that much. Right. When I make a video of me talking on the camera, what's the first thing I do when I exit? Re- I, yeah. I take it off again. Because I don't, you know, I don't really want to be. You don't want to be too
0: showy. It's an unattractive quality. Yeah, probably. I totally get it.
1: Yeah, probably. So, my education is, I would say, built around efficiency and learning uh, the basics, but how to execute them at an elite level. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like putting an elite spin on on foundation techniques which is what I do. And it works really well. And every time I do an education class, the great thing that I love hearing from all the students is that they come up at the end and you know what they always say? Like, I didn't realise it was so easy. I'm like, of course it is. (laughs) We're not trying to recreate the wheel here, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, you know, I enjoy it. And if I can make you a better barber in any aspect, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's super exciting. Yeah,
0: have you thought about um, branching out into other things, like maybe your own product
1: or? Um, do you know what? There, like, yeah, there's ambition in me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I feel that I can uh, exploit an avenue, I'll definitely exploit it. So, to be continued, Eric. Okay, I mean, you got your brother. I'm He's not going like to hear you it already. Well, me and Luke talk a lot. We do. We, like, we're, not just, we're not just living day to day. We are planning. Yeah. We're planning for the future. We're planning for bigger things. Cool. So, yes, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Um, and if you are watching this interview and you're not sure what I'm talking about, follow me on Instagram and you'll see.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, let's say somebody lives in South Africa. And, you're, and they can't compile 10 people to encourage you to come to South Africa, yeah. is there a way that they can learn from you?
1: So right now we have a course, <clears throat> there's a course on thehairjam.com. Yes, website. So I did last year with, it's a website, I did this last year with Andrew Kozak from Andrew Does Hair, and we, we compiled a couple of different uh, haircuts, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a talk from the start to the finish, through a haircut, how I would uh, go through the process, and you know what, you can go online on thehairjam.com. You can you can buy this course, and you can listen to me talk about everything from how I get into barbering, or hairdressing or men's hairdressing to the technical aspects of it to um, you know what I believe this industry is doing for you know. Men in general. Uh, this is all online, so okay. really actually me and Andrew have spent a lot of time on it. Yeah. We spent two full days recording all this information. How, how many hours I was it? drained. I mean we're talking maybe, I can't really put a spin on that. I mean there's one segment where I'm talking for like over an hour, Wow. about just yeah. one thing. The haircuts themselves are two very detailed um, breakdowns of how I cut her. And these were done a year. You know, these were done a year ago. And even right now, I'm, I'm improving myself. I can even when I watch them back, I can even see improvements in myself from what I've put on education videos last year. But so some of them in South Africa, they can get it online. But I think online is probably something we should tap into more. Yeah. Like if we can't get to the, like Canada, if we can't get to Iceland, if we can't get to these places like Australia is too far away. Yeah. I mean, the internet's it's the top of a of a mouse click, isn't it? Really. Right right? So, the, so
0: thehairjam.com right?
1: Thehairjam.com. You ch- th-
0: if you could, I could, uh, I would hand you a wand and say mm. wave it, change anything about the industry, what would it be?
1: Probably, um, ooh, it's hard to say what to change, um, probably. What annoys the shit out of you? What annoys me is, uh, something that really annoys me, it's just I see a lot of it. Um, Younger generation coming into the game, I just think it's really easy and think it's, it's about wearing cool clothes and about, you know, being hip and, you know, being all hype and stuff. It's not really about that for me, it's about the love of the craft and it's about the, the internal passion that you should have for it and it's about just making people happy. You should genuinely want to look after the person sitting in front of you. If they're not at the forefront of what you're about as a hairdresser, don't do it. Don't be doing it because you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to get boring real quick, real you know. So don't, don't, don't get into it if you think it's about being hype about being cool looking or anything like that. You know. Mm-hmm. So and this is I happening have, a lot, you know.
0: Yeah, it's definitely happening mm. a lot. Of course, the, the gram, thing. the gram yeah, is supporting well that kind of a thing, isn't but it? But
1: it? it's really natural. I suppose that's in every every job that has uh, an audience. Yeah. That look at it. That uh, you know. So don't fall into the trap. Don't be a barber or a hairdresser if you're just in it for the, for the looks and the right. and theme.
0: All right. If you were to write a
1: biography, what would you title it? Like, that's really tough. Yeah? I'm not good with this. Andrew's better at this stuff. <laughs> He's better <laughs> well, at this. Well,
0: nobody's better than Andrew on this stuff.
1: I would probably entitle it... Just Colin. What's that? No, I just call it Colin. Just him Colin. 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 Yeah. It is what it is.
0: It is what it is. Maybe that's the subtitle. Colin. Colin.
1: It is what it is. It is what it is. Coming to a store near you. That's right. Just click on the link below.
0: How much of your success is due to luck and how much is due to skill?
1: <clears throat> I think, I don't think it's. And, and I hold don't on, th- I
0: don't try, th- and I know you're very modest. Yeah. You really I like think, to no, be modest.
1: I don't think it's luck. Try to be honest versus yeah. modest. I think it's, I don't think it's luck. I think 5% luck if you're going to have any kind of luck. Um, I think it's hard work and it's dedication, it's energy, it's all about energy, it's all about being confident in what you're doing. I mean, if you scroll down through my Instagram uh, page and social media, or my Twitter feed, you're going to see some really dodgy haircuts. But you know what, I put them out there, I was proud of them at the time, and I got better and better and better. But it, where I'm at right now is, is a result of my hard work and my dedication and my skill for the craft, yeah. w- without, a, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I can confidently say that without being arrogant, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm am I'm the most uh, modest person that I know. Actually, I'm very hard on myself to a point where you know you need to sort of take a, a look at it. But no, I'm I'm a skilled barber. I'm a skilled uh, hairdresser, and I would say most of my success is definitely down to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So at the end of each episode, we have this thing uh, that we, that I call the hair story.
1: So it could be on stage. I've got a great one. Let's hear it. Great. So, okay, when I started doing hairdressing, okay, this is guys, get into this story. This story is great. Okay, can you hear me over there? I don't want to have to shout. Yeah. Right. So, when I first started uh, tampering with like design work, okay, um, it was new to me. I could just about draw shit on a page, right, but. I remember this one time this guy came in, uh, Marcus's name was, and Marcus is a black guy, right? So he came in with this picture of uh, Chris Brown. And Chris Brown at the time had like these two, two lines going through here with like a star here, and then two lines coming off here, so it was like a shooting star, right? Yeah. And he came into the salon, and I wasn't really busy at the time. He came in and he was like, yo, Ryan, are you free? And I was like, yeah, actually I'm free. And he's like, oh cool, can you do this? Could you do this trim? And he showed me the picture of it and it was Chris Brown, and I just immediately said yes. <laughs> All right, something didn't came out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could do that, no problem. <laughs> and he's like, oh, cool, if you got time? I was like, yeah, come on over to the chair. So we're walking towards the chair, and I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> what have I agreed to here? So I was like, right, it's a star. It's fucking, it's angles, man, isn't it? You know, it's easy, like just straight lines. So we did this star on his head, okay? And you know what? I stood back at the end of it, about five feet, and I looked at it, and you know what I thought, that's fucking amazing. I said that was unreal, and I was like, why do I have to work the rest of the day, I just want to walk around the town with this guy and tell everyone, look what I do. <laughs> so he left the shop, and he was happy, I was really happy, buzzing, putting a picture on Instagram. Actually, maybe Bebo, back then, I'm quite ancient. and. That was great. So that ignited my kind of passion for putting designs and haircuts uh-huh. and stuff. So then this this is this is now the story. That was just like that was, that was like an background. intro. It was an yeah. intro, right? So this is the story. So this uh, this was I would say ten years ago. There was this haircut back in Ireland that was quite popular. It was like a like a like a kind of diagonal mullet that was going on. Okay. The lads were getting like the side of their head shaved in a number two here. And we were getting this whole diagonal mullet thing going on here, yeah. Nice, yeah. So you were having the fringe going this way, and the mullet coming this way, it was yeah. psychedelic, man, it was yeah. mad. So this guy came in, he was going on his holidays to Ibiza with the rest of his mates. And this was on a Wednesday. And you call this fella Jerry, I'll never forget this like story because it's very funny. But uh, Jerry came in and he got this haircut on a Wednesday, he was going on his holidays saying a Friday. <clears throat> and he, he just got it cleaned up, he just got his number two here, his number two here. He got this big diagonal mullet going on, he's got all this spiky texture, real soccer mom haircut. <laughs> and this big <laughs> slick fringe here, so it was, yeah it was pretty, pretty mad. And he got it done and he left the shop and he was buzzing, I was buzzing and I was alright. It then came Friday, it was their dead going holidays. So Friday, it was like Friday midday, and Jerry and the crew, all the lads that he was with, came into the salon. They were waiting in the reception. All the guys were sitting with their trilby hats on, you know, going on their holidays. They were buzzing, and Jerry said to me, like, through the between the reception and the salon, he's like, "Grand, are you free? Are you free?" And I was like, "Yeah, like five minutes. I'm just finishing this one, right?" So he was like, "Cool, cool." And when he was like, "It's only going to be ten minutes, ten-minute job," <clears throat> I was like, "All right." So <clears throat> finished up my client. I was like, "Yeah, what's what's up?" And he said, um, Man, I've got a real like I've got this cool idea. Like, um, do you know the club Pasha? Okay, do you know Pasha? Do no. You know the nightclub. So Pasha is this nightclub in Ibiza. So so it was a Pasha logo he wanted because he knew he was gonna go to Pasha Nightclub. Funny, yeah. Yeah. And the Pasha logo is is two cherries on a stock. Which is which is cool, okay. So he, he, he was looking this area down here, which is just a really lovely blank canvas for me to work on, yeah. I sat down, I was like, come on over, we'll do this real quick. You know, I was really confident in my art- artistic ability. He sat down, we um, started off doing the cherries, <laughs> did one, did another one, okay. Yeah, put the wee shiny bit and everything on it. Oh, shiny bit. Yeah, fucking chucked it in, yeah. Nice. Then we're walking, uh, we're working towards the stock. I'm putting the stock in, got the bit the top and all, put it down. <laughs> you can see where this is going. Yeah. I stood back to kind of see where it was full-on cock and balls <laughs> on the back of his head. <laughs> Alright? So, I'm thinking, right, what am I going to do? So I'm having that panic that <laughs> moment every hairdresser has where they don't know in the mirror what's going on but yeah. you totally know what's right, happening. Right. Yeah. And I go, oh, shit, how am I going to just tell him? How am I- I'm going to have to tell him because I'm not, well, letting, him, I'm not letting him go out to the wolves all his friends. Right. i going, like, mate, you've got a cock and balls on the back of your head. But you couldn't save it,
0: there was no way
1: to... Yeah, we, like, I mean, skin feeds weren't big back then. He wasn't yeah. going to get a skin feed. Like, I would have looked like a butcher job, okay? <laughs> so, <clears throat> I just, I just, I bit the bullet, I bit the bullet, and I told him. I just said, Jerry, I'm not going to lie to you. This looks a bit like a penis. <laughs> and testicles. <laughs> I was getting all nervous with, with me even talking. And he was like, you're joking, man. This just no, I made a full-on... <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I said, have you got time to get it coloured? And I was thinking, my, everything was oh. going, I was like, if I colour this, it'd be <laughs> obvious what it is, two red cherries or green stalk. pasha, all right? He's like, mate, I don't have time, our bus is leaving for the airport now, and I was like, of course it fucking is. <laughs> so we got that done, I showed him in the mirror, and he was like, yeah, 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 it's cock and balls, yeah. So he left, anyway, look, he rocked it out, Jerry's sound, loud. like, so okay. Jerry, you're a fucking legend, man. <laughs> He, he, he went to Ibiza, rocked his haircut out for like a week. He came back to me two weeks later. I was dreading seeing him back in the shop. I was, you know, like just was dreading seeing him come back. He came back in and he was all smiles on his face. And I was like, good holiday, mate. Totally not talking about the haircut. Like. So I heard you get on, it was a good time. He was like, mate, that was the best haircut I ever got in my life. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, it was, the, it was the best icebreaker I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so it's a, it's a horror story. But it's got a good ending. Oh my God, but I love that. Don't that, do Pasha logos and anybody is, watching fucking say no to Pasha logos.
0: That is so funny. Alright, right, so any last words for the community?
1: Just keep loving what you're doing. I mean, if we're going to get all this philosophical here, right? Love what you do. Don't do it if you don't love it. And um, just live every day as it comes and enjoy it and enjoy it. Love it. And enjoy it. Ryan Hare mm-hmm. on Instagram. Do you have a
0: website or anything? No. Okay. To be continued. Ryan Colin here. Thanks brother. Hey guys, next week's pod loot will be something really different. I'm going to repost the best photo or video from the winner on our salonrepublic.creators Instagram account. This is our big account with 970,000 followers. Mm-hmm. I run that account personally. The videos regularly get 100,000, half a million, sometimes 600,000 views, and the pictures get many, many, many thousands of likes. So it's a very active account, and I really want to post something good from somebody that has not been reposted before. So For a chance to win, write a review on the Apple Podcast app or Stitcher.com for Droid users. The review has to include your exact Instagram handle so I know who you are. Make sure you're following The Hair Game Podcast and Lover Taylor on Instagram. And then I put your name in my bag. Each week I pull a name and I announce the winner at the beginning of every episode. You have to be listening to win so I can DM... So you can DM me, your mailing address, or email address, whatever I need. If you don't win, keep listening because your name stays in my bag in my office. You can win any week on any episode. For complete details, go to salonrepublic.com. Next week's episode will be Ricky Zito and his first interview since this tragic motorcycle accident. Until then, have a great week.